Hello, language lovers. Welcome back to another episode of Love, Joy, and Languages, a podcast about loving languages and finding joy in learning them. I am Heidi, the creator and host of this show, and it is such a pleasure to be here, and I'm so glad you decided to join me today. Before I begin today's episode, I want to ask each of you if you would please take a moment to head over to Spotify or Apple Podcasts to rate and review the show so that I can reach more listeners and language people who are interested in this sort of content. So now I'll move on to this sort of content for today. What I want to talk about today revolves around jealousy in language learning, but of course it also applies to every other aspect of our lives where jealousy might creep up. And I've actually started writing out this episode about a dozen times over the last two seasons, but it never felt quite right. I always come to a block and I can't figure out where to go or how to communicate what I'm feeling inside. Like those feelings and experiences are difficult to put into words. But today I'm just going all in. It's clear to me that this is a topic I need to talk about, to let go of. And so, yeah, here I go. I'll start by giving a bit of personal history, and it's a rather dark part of my history that doesn't have to do with language learning specifically, but that definitely affected my language journey from the beginning. Many years ago, starting around middle school age, I think, I became an incredibly jealous person, and I'm not quite sure what triggered it. Probably something dealing with perfectionism, the culture I was raised in, and the lens through which I was seeing and experiencing the world as an adolescent girl. But this jealousy grew into the very unhealthy and toxic type. In every area of my life, from academics to body image to relationships of all types, I really saw things in a very them versus me sort of way. And keep in mind, this was before social media was even a thing. I just looked around me and constantly compared myself to other people, which always left me feeling like I didn't measure up. And this comparison grew into an extreme jealousy that was incredibly mentally unhealthy. And this jealousy stayed with me for years. I'd say probably about 15 years, starting as a preteen and going well into my 20s. And it affected some parts of my life and some relationships more than it did others. But looking back, I can see that it was a constant dark shadow over a large majority of my younger years. And I didn't know how to change it. I didn't like it. I didn't want to be so destructively jealous. But I didn't understand how people could interact with others who were smarter or prettier or skinnier or stronger or happier or more accomplished or more loved or just more and not feel jealous that their lot in life just didn't measure up. I didn't understand how people could not be jealous of others. So I tried counseling and self-help books and all sorts of things, and unfortunately, nothing I tried worked to change my very unhealthy, jealous mentality. But it did go away in my late 20s, and at the time, it seemingly happened overnight. I just started noticing that I could see an accomplished woman, for example, who seemed to have it all, and I didn't feel the pangs of jealousy. And in fact, I could be excited for her and celebrate her successes. I could see that I didn't make the highest grade in one of my grad school courses, and I felt content with my performance without allowing comparison to morph into jealousy. So maybe it was just time or wisdom or breaking away from other toxic relationships in my life. Maybe I just started to feel more secure in myself and who I am. I truly 
don't know what happened, but the dark, unhealthy cloud of jealousy cleared up. Now, I give this history of mine today because it's a significant background to have experienced before coming into language learning. One of the biggest issues language learners have, and I know most, if not all of you, are guilty of this too, is making comparisons to others, right? We compare ourselves to others who are learning or have learned the same language as us. We compare ourselves to children who seemingly learn faster with little effort. We compare ourselves to people who seem like us, parents, immigrants, adults, who are also learning languages. We compare ourselves to multilinguals who are raised with languages as part of their upbringing and culture. We compare ourselves to monolinguals and others who don't learn languages. We compare ourselves to our future selves who will be able to speak better and to our past selves who could barely say please and thank you. Comparison is part of human nature, I believe, and I'm not here to tell you to just stop comparing because it's the thief of joy and no one else is like you, so comparisons aren't even legit to begin with. Even though I believe those things are true, they're also not exactly practical for everyone. And sometimes I think the more energy we give to avoiding comparisons, the more energy we actually give to making comparisons. Because we give energy to fighting something, which gives energy to that thing, instead of really addressing what's going on internally. And comparisons by themselves aren't bad. Making comparisons is part of how we process the world around us, create identity, make choices, and become inspired. But comparisons can be a gateway to jealousy, and that's a dangerous path. When comparisons turn into jealousy, it's much more difficult to see our progress, to be proud of our accomplishments, or to be content and joyful in our language journey. And when someone has a history like mine that's overshadowed by years of extreme jealousy, comparisons are even more dangerous. Even as an ex-jealous person, there have been many times when I felt a bit of relapse into that negative mental space of jealousy when I'm not learning as fast as someone else, or when I'm reminded that I didn't have the opportunity to grow up bilingual or do an immersion program at university or you name it. So I have to acknowledge that jealousy still happens for me, and especially in language learning because of the nature of language learning, the vulnerability of being a beginner, and the fact that no matter what I do, there will always be someone better with a different path that, on the surface at least, looks easier than mine. Thankfully, my jealousy usually stops before getting severe and internally destructive, but it always begins with some comparison. A fellow podcaster, Emily Harris of Language Wellness and Identity Podcast, who also has the YouTube channel Language Travel Adoptee, recently published an episode about jealousy of our past selves with respect to learning languages. And I'll link both her podcast and YouTube episodes in the show notes. But in them, Emily asks if we ever feel jealous of our past selves who learned languages easier or faster or had more time to learn or could live or study abroad before careers and adulting happened. And after listening to that episode, I chatted with Emily a bit about it because I have different feelings of my past younger self, but equally negative. I'm not jealous of my past language learning self who had hours and hours at university or in my early 20s to study languages. I'm resentful of my past self who didn't learn languages, despite having a desire to do so. I'm angry at the younger me who accepted the notion that I couldn't learn a language because I did so well in Spanish class yet couldn't speak it at all. 
as a high school and university student, I was deeply self-motivated to learn. I loved education, still do, but I allowed myself to believe that languages were too hard and I wasn't courageous enough to just give it a try. And I'm so mad at myself for this. The if onlys are so strong and without facing this younger me, remembering why I did what I did or made the choices I made, and without forgiving her for not doing what I now know was always possible, then I project that anger and that resentment onto others in the form of jealousy. For as long as I can remember, I've always wanted to have the ability to speak more than one language. And as a child, I didn't know I had access to learning a language. I just wasn't aware of free Spanish books at the library, for example. I never considered asking for language materials for my birthday or Christmas. The only language-related tools I knew of, like Rosetta Stone or Muzzy, were way too expensive. And even as a child, I was under the assumption that the only real way to learn a language was through a parent or at school. And in my school system, language courses weren't even available until high school, which was grade 9 for us. And my high school Spanish experience was like many others. I memorized vocabulary and grammar rules very well, got the highest grade, and couldn't speak at all. Then throughout my college years, I knew of many students who had started learning languages in high school, like me, but they were actually speaking those languages. For all intents and purposes, they were fluent. So it seemed I had missed my opportunity to really learn. Something had been missing for me in the classroom curriculum. Then after college, I continued meeting people who had started learning languages in college or in their early 20s and were really speaking those languages. And again, I felt like I'd missed an opportunity, and I believed that learning a language could never be a part of my life, and I was jealous of those who had figured out how to make it happen for themselves. But when I moved to Italy in my 30s and finally started learning a second language, I felt so far behind and more disadvantaged than others. No matter how hard I searched for someone like me, an adult parent learning Italian as their first non-native language, no one's situation quite looked like mine. Either they already spoke two or more languages, already spoke a romance language, or they didn't have kids or had kids who were much older so they had more time to study and interact with the language. So, of course, it was only natural for me to compare myself to everyone else, to all these people whose language lives looked nothing like mine. But if I'm being really brutally honest, I can't say that comparing myself to everyone else was the problem here. It was more the gateway to the problem. I already felt a bit of anger and resentment, maybe even twinges of embarrassment and inferiority, vulnerability, for not having learned a second language when I was younger. So when meeting people who had done it, who had figured it out, it was a reminder of my failings. And jealousy crept in as a protection mechanism. Jealousy pushes negative feelings outward. It focuses on the other person, preventing us from having to deal with whatever is going on inside ourselves. Even though the extremely jealous part of me no longer existed, I focused a lot on being angry and resentful about my past and other things I couldn't change. And any comparison of myself to other adult language learners or multilinguals led to a level of jealousy that was just enough to bring me down, make me feel isolated, and take away a lot of the mental energy that could have gone towards focusing on my language journey. And it definitely stripped me of the joy I could have felt in the progress I was making in the language. 
These beginner Italian years were rife with mixed and difficult feelings of hope and disappointment, and comparisons to other people and jealousy for not being like them were at the heart of this roller coaster for me. In episode 37 last season, I talked about my sobriety journey and how it is very intertwined with my language journey and how choosing to give up alcohol was the turning point for me out of all this negativity and self-destruction. So in 2020, before COVID arrived in Italy and before we knew lockdown was in our future, I decided to give up drinking alcohol. And until just this moment right now, I hadn't even really thought about how that decision helped me when it came to comparisons and jealousy. The thing about sobriety and any other path away from escapism is that it forces a person to turn inward. Without the escape to alcohol, I had to face my vulnerabilities and insecurities and focus on myself, my history, my spoken and unspoken beliefs, and my desires in order to move forward. And all of this self-reflection left no room in my life for comparisons or jealousy. In early sobriety, everything I confronted led back to me and my choices and my values. It didn't matter what anyone else was doing because sobriety was about me. Of course, that still leaves me with the anger and resentment about not making more of my younger years, but sobriety also gave me a path to self-acceptance and mental fortitude that I'd never before experienced. I won't go into more detail here about what that path looked like because I talk about it in episode 37, and I'll link that one in the show notes for anyone who wants to find it easily, but I was spending all my mental energy on myself, on my own healing, my own survival, my own release of the negativity I felt inside of me, so there simply was no time or space for being jealous or really for even considering other people's lives. No room for comparisons. And as I focused on this healing and on creating a completely new path in life where I had to face things like perfectionism and self-loathing, I started seeing the shoulda, coulda, woulda parts of my life from a realistic perspective instead of an emotional one. So for example, by this point, we'd been in Italy for about two and a half years and I still wasn't what anyone would call fluent, which is a troublesome word anyway. And I talked about why in episode 25, But my initial expectation was that I was going to be fluent in Italian in one year of living there. So when I didn't meet that expectation, I really started to struggle. I couldn't progress in the language much at all because I was so focused on that comparison with where I thought I should be by now. And I could have done so much more in that first year. I should have studied more, gotten into classes earlier, gone out and talked more with people in the community. And I would have done more if only I could have figured out how to do more, find more time, and discover that perfect resource that I must be missing. For about a year and a half after that first year of not getting fluent, my focus was mainly on these sorts of thoughts, which of course left me feeling incredibly demotivated, not confident, completely lost, embarrassed, ashamed, all the negative feelings. But when I started focusing on my overall mental health, which for me started with sobriety and led to working through perfectionism, I started to see those first two and a half years and all the lost time as just things that happened, and that I can learn from, stopping myself before feelings of regret and shame crept up. When I was able to say, I didn't get fluent in Italian in one year, it's just a fact that I can't change, then I could start looking at why that didn't happen. 
And the first thing was that it wasn't even a reasonable expectation to begin with. I had no actual definition of what fluency even meant, and in hindsight, I can now see that what I really meant was that I wanted to be an advanced, near-native speaker in one year. That's what I thought fluency was. And, oh by the way, I thought I could do it while also having a toddler at home, helping my preschooler adjust to a new classroom with a new language, going to graduate school, and traveling as much as we could. It just wasn't reasonable. So once I accepted that fact, that my expectation was never going to be met, no matter how much I studied or what resources I used, I felt a bit of the pressure go out of me, and I could relax just a bit. And then I could see the following year and a half more clearly. After that first year, I had spent all my mental energy on those comparative thoughts, feeling demotivated and overwhelmed, drinking more in order to escape all the pressure I was putting on myself with everything in life. So yeah, of course I didn't make much progress in that time. And again, from a place of healing, I could see these years as a dark downward spiral and I could give myself some grace and compassion for all the areas of my life that had suffered during this time instead of trying to compare myself with, well, if I'd only not done that and not made those choices, then I'd be further along. Because from a place of healing, I could actually believe that if only and but had I just do me no good. And I always knew that but it's different to actually believe it. So being able to pull myself out of the destructive comparative thoughts that led to jealousy of others and guilt over my own choices and resentment over my past was really the magic key to ending the feeling that I was in some way behind and needed to catch up. And I could start focusing with much more clarity on what I was doing in my languages. Without the gloomy cloud of, I'm not there yet, but others are, and I should be there by now, and it's not fair that they have it easier, and blah, blah, blah. Without this cloud hanging over me, my thoughts were full of what can I do next? What can I learn today? And wow, I couldn't do that a year ago, but now I understand. I'm getting it. I'm speaking. I'm progressing. And it's so obvious, but it's amazing how much more progress I can make in my languages when my mind is focused on the languages instead of on where I am or where I think I should be and where others are. It's so obvious, and yet it's not so easy. So how can we, as language learners, train ourselves to stop making comparisons or, more realistically, reduce the number of comparisons we make? Or, maybe even more realistically, make comparisons, but stop ourselves before they turn into jealousy and negative self-talk. I don't claim to have the answers, y'all, because again, it's human nature to make comparisons, and everyone is different. What works to shift one person's mindset won't work for someone else. The deep down, unconscious, subconscious reasons we compare ourselves to others and what we compare aren't the same for everyone. For me, the pathway from severe toxic jealousy as an adolescent and young adult to now seeing comparisons through a lens of accepting my past and present happened out of a need to heal my inner wounds. Change for me began when I hit my rock bottom in life and knew that I needed to do something about my mental health in order to survive and be a positive force for my children. 
So in languages, my ability to focus on where I want to go with my languages and what I need to work on to get there didn't happen because someone told me that comparison is the thief of joy and no one else's journey is like mine, and I'm just not seeing their struggles. Instead, life experiences sort of taught me to compare and be jealous and believe that I'm never going to make it and never going to be where others are. And it was life experiences that showed me how to focus on myself and appreciate my life and my journey as well as others. For years, I wanted to live a healthier mental life, to end my destructive jealousy, focus on my own language life, not let comparisons bring me down. I just didn't know how to create that life until it sort of smacked me in the face. So, like I said, I won't claim that comparisons and jealousy never creep up for me anymore, because they certainly do, but it's different now. If nothing else, I'm able to have comparative thoughts and let them pass without grabbing hold of them. I'm able to feel the twinge of jealousy and then let it pass without letting it take hold of me. And perhaps most importantly is that I can genuinely celebrate what others are doing. Man, when I see someone else pass a C1 Italian exam or have an easy conversation in German, I won't deny that the initial feeling that comes to me is jealousy. It is. But I also feel genuinely excited for them. I want to give them a high five and celebrate their successes with them. There's something largely powerful about being able to celebrate others who are succeeding at something you're trying to do. There's room for all of us to succeed, and it took me over two decades to really believe that someone else's success doesn't take away from my own. Jealousy, for me, was a sign of my own internal struggle. It was a projection of my anger and my resentment and my feelings of inadequacy onto others. But the thing about jealousy is that it hurts the jealous person the most. So in the end, this projection didn't do a lot of good protecting me from my resentment of my past and shame over not having taken high school Spanish more seriously. Instead, it held those feelings captive by not allowing me to just face them and heal them. So that's the thought I want to leave you with today. If you're like me and you're prone to jealous feelings when you see others who already speak your target language, who started learning after you and are further along than you, or of others who learned languages much earlier in life or studied them at university, of those who had the opportunity to move abroad and do an immersive program, or even of your past self who had more time to learn languages. If this is you, then turning that jealousy inward is one step you can take to protect yourself from the negativity and lack of focus that jealousy causes. Take even just a moment for self-reflection and identify what it is about yourself that's at the root of this jealousy. Again, for me, it was resentment, shame, embarrassment, and anger over not having learned a language earlier in life. And I still have those feelings sometimes. But acknowledging them, Speaking about them and journaling about them are so helpful for learning how to accept my past, which always leads to jealousy dissolving. Something else that helps too is continuing to connect in the language learning community. Not only do I always find others like me who have struggled with jealousy holding them back in their languages, but I also connect with people who are the types I would be jealous of. I've met online so many language learners with whom I've immediately connected, and after getting to know them more, I discover that they already speak several languages or studied them at university, grew up bilingual, etc. And it's too late for jealousy to set in. 
Once I feel a connection with someone, it's truly impossible for me to feel jealous of them. I only want to support and celebrate them. And the language learning community is a great place to learn others' stories and to start seeing them as real human beings, not just some perfect image of them that I've conjured up in my head. When we listen to others who have done what we're trying to do, who have seemingly succeeded and seemingly did it faster or easier, when we listen to their stories, there's very little space for jealousy to take over. One, through expressing our stories, we find connection. Two, by listening to others, we realize that our assumptions of them and their lives and paths and struggles, or lack thereof, are almost never true. And three, we make their stories about them like they should be, instead of about us. Jealousy is always about us, and it's a powerful thing to set that aside and learn from others' stories and experiences. That's where I'll leave off for today. You all, this has been a heavy episode for me, but like I said, it's something I've tried talking about several times and just couldn't find the words. I want to thank Emily Harris of Language Wellness and Identity Podcast and Language Travel Adoptee on YouTube for her episode on jealousy because her words turned out to be exactly what I needed to get past the mental block I was having over where to take this episode. Thank you to everyone who stuck it out and have listened this far. Thank you as always for being respectful listeners. You all truly are amazing. Take care of yourself this week. Take care of your love of languages and celebrate a bit of yourself this week. You're doing it, you're making progress, and I'm excited for you. Have a fantastic language week, and until next time, ciao.